to But Why Though the Podcast, Jay, we are giving you a spoiler-filled review of Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom. As always, I'm your host, Kate, and Adrian is not here today, but you will be hearing from him a little bit later on. He's currently moving across the state of Texas, which doesn't sound like a lot, but it really, really is. Texas is big. And Matt. Hello. So it's going to be us two breaking down Jurassic World. If you listened to our last episode on Jurassic Park, you know that Matt loves dinosaurs. Just go listen to that episode instead of going to see this movie. Tell us how you really feel. I did. (laughs) So before we get into it, Jurassic World came out on June 22nd. That is the Friday before, or last Friday from this recording. Uh, We've put out a couple of reviews on the site. Um... Put out a couple of reviews on the website uh, if you haven't checked it out yet. But whythepodcast.com, we have all the things there with our amazing community of writers. Um, and it is two hour and ten minutes. It's PG thirteen. But let's get into what you're really here for. It was directed by J. A. Bayona. Its budget was 170 million dollars. Has the IMDb score of 6.7. Rotten Tomatoes score 50. Metacritic of 52. But get this, 91% from Google users. So, um, you know we like to do numbers on here, and Matt gave a little bit number, a little bit of a, a numbers corner in our Jurassic Park episode, so let's break down what this movie's made so far. Domestic, it has made $148 million. Foreign, it's made $567 million, and it worldwide has grossed $715. This is where I say the amount of money a movie has made does not tell you how good it is. Well, this movie also released apparently June 12th worldwide. Or not okay. worldwide, so, but like foreign. So a full like 10 days jump start yes. in the foreign market. Okay. That's still like, that's more than double what it's made domestically in those 10 days. Oh, well, yeah. I mean, like I said, we'll give it another 10 days and see. Because that 148 is pretty much only opening weekend. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Oh, yeah. We're recording this on a Monday. So all of these numbers are from the Monday after it came out. That's still more money than Spider-Man made. That's still more money than Wonder Woman made. None of those things have dinosaurs, Matt. (laughs) And again, money does not dictate how good a movie is. Which I think we've talked about in this podcast a whole bunch before. More than we should have. Probably. Matt likes numbers. Yeah, so the the movie's made quite a bit of money, I would say, ultimately. Um, It stars Chris Pratt uh, as Owen Grady which I didn't know his name. I forgot it until we went into the movie. Um, he's kind of forgettable <laughs> in the grand scheme of things. Sure. Like, he's not an Ian Malcolm or, like, anything like that. Or even a Samuel Jackson severed arm. The only person that matters is Sam O'Neill. <laughs> Very true. Sam O'Neill is the only one that matters. And he's not in this movie. No, he's not. No. <laughs> Uh, then you have Justice Smith as a new character of Franklin. Daniela Pineda, who is a new character of Zia, who I thought was really cool. Um, James Cromwell as Lockwood. Raphis Small is the terrible, terrible Mills dude, who is one of the big bads. And then you have Jeff Goldblum, who is in the movie for all of, like, the trailer parts. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, so before we get any further, just so you know, this is going to be full of spoilers. I would usually say to go watch the movie before, but that's money you should save. I don't think you should go watch this in theaters. Like our tickets, do we, well, we had to pay for these. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, don't don't spend the 12 bucks. 
maybe like five. Um, yeah, so let's get right into it. Set on the fictional Central American island of Island Nublar, off the Pacific coast of Costa Rica, it follows Owen Grady and Claire Deering as they rescue the remaining dinosaurs on the island before a volcanic eruption destroys it. Um, that's like a really, really quick synopsis of what, like the first 20 minutes? First hour. Is that an hour? Yes. It's an hour? It feels like... That whole first part took forever. So do you want to bring us through this? I don't really know what the point of this plot was. There There were like three different plots. Pretty much. And it was all convoluted and didn't really make a lot of sense in general. So, like, the first step is that you find out that Claire, Bryce Dallas Howard's character, is a dinosaur activist now. <laughs> like, PETA, but for dinosaurs. And she's trying to save the dinosaurs. They come and say, hey, Claire, why don't you go ahead? We'll, you know, we'll bring you to the island. And then you can help save these dinosaurs and bring them to a dinosaur sanctuary. And the first thing they pop up is just focusing on Blue. And I'm like, I remember from the first movie... Blue is also super important to all the really bad people. Why is he focusing on Blue? This is probably a bad person. <laughs> and that, like, it, like the plot reads, like, every twist you really see coming <laughs> from really far away. The twist was trying to figure out what the plot was. Pretty much. I did, like, a spoiler-free review of this right after we saw it, and it I, did, I couldn't say anything because I didn't know what was a spoiler and what wasn't. Because it's everywhere. They spent an hour trying to save the dinosaurs, put them in a sanctuary. You found out that they got double-crossed. They leave them for dead. Guess what? They survive. All the rest of the dinosaurs blow up. They go all the way back to surprise. They're trying to do... Blackwood's estate. Yeah, Blackwood market trading of dinosaurs. In California. In California. And so then they're like, oh, this is bad. So then they break open... They try to escape and in the process free some dinosaurs. There's a lot of dumb things that happen between people just making dumb decisions. Clone kid. There's a clone kid for some reason thrown in here. The dinosaurs escape. That's the end of the movie. The bad people get eaten in horrible fashion. Which is the best part of a Jurassic World film. Yeah. Unless you're the poor, like, assistant who never signed up to be a babysitter. Pretty much. (laughs) Yeah, that's pretty much it. Um, I mean, if we just want to take this, like, piece by piece, like, because that's pretty much the entire plot. Like, I don't know how long this episode's going to be because it's a movie that lacks a lot of depth, even though it tries to have it. I will say there is a really, really striking scene when they're leaving the island and you see all, like, the, the ash from the volcano kind of consuming everything. You see the, um, I'm going to call it a long neck. The brontosaurus. <laughs> you see the brontosaurus kind of like run to the edge of the pier and it's just kind of standing there and like making its noises. And it's really reminiscent to like, oh, that's like one of the first things that they see in the original Jurassic Park movie. And I'm like, one, this is a really cool scene and I'm very sad right now and I want to cry because I hate that these dinosaurs are dying because I care about the dinosaurs more than the humans. Then at the same time, like, that kind of sets up, like, a whole bunch of other stuff in the movie where they're just doing really ham-fisted, like, callbacks to the first Jurassic Park movie, and it's kind of really bad. Yeah. (laughs) 
So they played home into the one in Jurassic Park, uh, Jurassic World, the f- the one in 2015, mm-hmm. and not all of those were too bad. They had a lot of nice stuff in there. And then this movie, they try to just replay, I guess, a lot of the scenes from the movie, and they were just awful. Yeah, there, and there's a lot of pieces where they you can tell that they try to like recreate like a piece of Jurassic Park, and then it doesn't work. No, at all. No. <laughs> Um, so ultimately, like, the biggest question, and I guess, like, so, okay, let's just talk about the dinosaurs, and we'll talk about the humans, because the humans are the worst part, and then we can, like, I don't know, I don't know, I want to talk about something good, because this movie's already making me mad now that you've run down the plot, and it took you all of two minutes. Well, that was the whole thing about the trailers that I was confused about and why I was worried when I first, when I initially, we were going, planning to go see this anyways, is I couldn't figure out what exactly this whole movie was about. I kept saying it was a boy and his dog. Like, Owen's gonna go save his baby Blue. Which is kind of what it is, but not really what it is. You start on an island saving dinosaurs, and you end with basically they're on a rooftop of a mansion in a dinosaur chase. Dinosaur fight scene. It's a chase. It's a fight scene. It's a fight scene, then a chase, then a fight scene. Sure. <laughs> and then I was like, oh, are we gonna get some Trial of the Century? Am I gonna see a whole bunch of Jeff Goldblum? It was all a lie. It's He's, like, in the beginning talking about doing his typical Ian Malcolm stuff. We shouldn't have messed with nature. Now nature's correcting itself. Um, he does have a really cool line where he was, it was like, are you saying God intends for this to happen? And he's like, no. I'm saying science. <laughs> um, yeah. I, I don't... This movie's just, like, really all over the place. And, like, I, like the dinosaurs are really cool. Um, we see the Carno, um, and I say Carno because I, Ark, um, Ark survival game, um, but it's a Carnotaurus, and they have, like, super tiny baby hands, um, they're kind of fierce, we see that, and Rexy go at it, and Rexy just kind of, like, kill it super quick, um, we see, uh, like, Rexy is, like, there, and if you don't know who Rexy is, Rexy is the original T-Rex, from Jurassic Park, the first movie, and they brought her back in Jurassic World. She's the one that fights Indominus Rex, and she's there again. Um, she ends up being taken to the mansion to be sold and whatever. Um, but she looks really cool. And then, like, the dinosaurs looked really cool, but then we had these up like these really up close scenes with the dinosaurs like their um blue ends up getting shot and um daniela pineda character zia is a paleo veterinarian and so she's treating blue just by the way this whole shows that basically colleges will do anything to get your money they literally made a degree yes, they did. so she dinosaurs exist vet. dinosaurs exist in this world matt they're only clones dinosaurs, and about like dinosaurs on, on exist in this map. it's not it's she not. spent a hundred grand it's not Jurassic World evolution. They don't just pop out and then die super quick. Like, they care about their animals, which we'll get to when we talk about the humans because it's a whole other thing. Um, but there's this there's a scene where Blue is on the table and she's being taken care of by Daniela Pineda's character. And, oh, and everybody's kind of, like, inside the back of this van taking care of her. And it looked really cool, but it didn't feel real. And, like, so as much as I really liked the dinosaur designs, there's that part, and then there's the part where they're taking blood 
from Rexy to do a transfusion, a blood transfusion for Blue to make sure Blue stays alive. Yes, there's a dinosaur blood transfusion in this movie. Um, and Rexy doesn't look real. And I'm just like, as much as I love the dinosaurs in this movie, it like made me really, really crave those practical effects from the first movie. And I don't know if it's just because we had just done the Jurassic Park um, episode and we were talking about it a whole bunch. But like I like even now rewatching that movie from the nineties, when I watch them taking care of the sick triceratops, it looks like a real damn dinosaur. <laughs> and this movie didn't give me that. And like maybe it's because I'm from a different generation. Like I totally don't know what kids think when they see this, but like I didn't think it was real. And I want dinosaurs to be real so bad. Not that I didn't think they were real. I just don't. I think you lose a lot of the aspect because basically all the cloning and the genetics part has taken this huge, taken over this whole part. So we're not getting this like from the first movie. It's basically you have dinosaurs basically in their open area, living, doing whatever they want, basically being dinosaur. To now we're fetching blue because apparently blue's DNA from the genetics they've done basically as encoding of basically it's a super like the second smartest animal on the planet they said and can apparently take commands from humans with signals yeah so you're getting away from like this whole like animal just of the purest font yeah purest kind and just like we made actual animals from dna and then we started cloning them to now we're just making projects yeah, I mean, like, just, I guess, like, not necessarily, like, animals from the purest kind, because, like, these animals are never pure when they brought them back because they splice them together with other DNA, but I guess, like, I don't know, I don't know if this is what you're trying to say, but kind of, like, in Jurassic Park and stuff, it's about the dinosaur. Well, yeah, that's what I'm saying. And they're not tools. Well, no. Like, they're just there, and well, now it's the whole genetic tools. part. They're making projects now. Yeah. They're not just making animals and trying to recreate dinosaurs. They're now, like, we've done that. They're no longer fascinating to look step? at, which is, yeah. Yeah. No, which, I mean, I guess, like, from a science perspective, that is how stuff goes. But nobody wants to go watch a Jurassic Park movie um, for that. I mean, uh, while we're still on dinosaurs, before we start getting into this, like, big, like, overarching questions and human involvement and stuff like that what did you think about the indoraptor which is the new dinosaur we get this movie which is a hybrid between the indominus rex and blue i didn't like the indominus rex and i don't care about the indoraptor because they're not real no <laughs> thought it looked cool cool it didn't look that cool it looked like a rat it did not look like a rat you leave her alone yeah it did she did not look like a rat I'm gonna look this up right now. How does that look like a rat, Matt? Look at the other one and the way she walks. How does that look like a rat? Just looks like a one of those like Well like it walks weird, I'll give you that, but it still looks like scary. Well that's fine, but it's still basically to me just a giant scaled rat. How is that a rat? Have you seen giant rats? Yes. I mean, I guess a, a cat would be a little better. Yes, a cat. It looks like a cat. I'll sure. give you that. Like, the way it walks and, like, it's, like, a really, like, the physicality of the Indoraptor is really interesting because, like, it can use its arms and sh crap in different ways. Like, it actually pulls itself up on top of something. Like, I, I could definitely see a cat. 
not a rat. Sure. A Either cat. way. It's still not a dinosaur. <laughs> um, yeah, I mean, I don't... Yeah, it is what it is. I'm just really sad they killed off an entire island of dinosaurs. Like, that just makes me really sad. Really, really sad. Um, ultimately, what you, what ends up happening is that the Lockwood Estate, which is being run by this really, really creepy Mills dude, which, like, totally feel like he's one of those guys who gets mad at somebody and yells, like, but I was nice to you, like, when you say no to him on a date. Um, <laughs> that was kind of the vibe I got from him, um, and I don't think I'm wrong. Um he ends up saving 11 of e um, 11 species total and it looks like a lot of them were herbivores like there weren't too many carnivores there it was there's the carno rexy and the raptor right the allosaur oh and the allosaur yeah and the allosaur um that those are pretty much it and then you had they had a really the only time i was like oh i want to reach in and grab that dinosaur was the cute little triceratops a little baby little baby triceratops yeah a little baby triceratops Mm -hmm. um but all of them almost died because there's a leak in the facility and clone kid which we'll get to in a little bit ends up setting them free into the world and you get this really cool like i think like my favorite like visual is of rexy like stomping down the zoo fence and roaring at this lion and this lion just going i don't care i'm a lion and roaring back at it um which i mean like i see what they were trying to do there like oh dinosaurs taking over the world your zoos mean nothing all animals be free but then at the same time it was really cheesy but i thought that that shot was really cool the lion roaring back was pretty funny. I think basically, I don't know if it's like they're taking over, but they're now like one within the world or nature. They're yeah. not on an island, a secluded island. Which still never made sense in the first place. That mosasaur is going to eat some people. Yeah, I was eating surfers. <laughs> which I'm glad they had in the trailer, and that was literally for the like 30, second. sec- 30 seconds, like five seconds at the end of the movie to end yeah. the movie. Um... Yeah, I mean, that's about it. Like, sadly, there just weren't enough dinosaurs in this for me. Like, at all. Which goes to what you said about the plot moving towards genetics and scientific bioethic questions. Yes. Which is where we'll go to next, which is the humans. Um, So to start this off, I want to read a quote from um, one of our writers, Ash, wrote a spoiler review of the movie. Um, And I kind of want to read this piece because the humans were bad. The humans are why this movie is bad. Um, And so uh, this is what she said. When I go to a Jurassic Park film, I really only want to see dinosaurs. I don't really care about the failed love lives of a protagonist, especially when they have virtually no chemistry. And they don't. Like, Owen and Claire have zero chemistry. And it bugs me. That was me, not Ash. They have a little bit. No! They have this weird dynamic of, like, they shouldn't work. And they probably will end up failing, but they actually do actually work somewhat together. I don't think so. They, they're dry. It's like two dry pieces of wood. I didn't say they were great. No chemistry. Because, like, there were some, like, shows that you watch, like, uh, oh, since we just watched Into the Badlands, like, Lydia and Moon. They are, like, pretty, like, 
non-emotional characters a lot of the time, but when they're in their scenes together, you can tell that they got some chemistry on screen and they feel something for each other. These two just don't. Like, they kissed in the movie, and I was like, what are you doing? This is awful. Sure. <laughs> Dry pieces of wood. Okay. Uh, back to Ash. This film spends way too much time worrying about the humans' involvement in the plot and justify why and justifying why there needs to be a new Jurassic Park movie. You can tell that Chris Pratt is trying to bring some life into the soulless husk of a story, but it's not enough. When will studios understand that we don't watch Jurassic Park for humans any more than we watch Transformers for Shia LaBeouf? And I agree with this statement 100%. Pretty much. Chris Pratt was trying really hard. Yeah. And, and his, that's the other thing. His scene with Baby Blue was awesome. The little baby raptor. Where you're, like, learning about the empathy that they have. That was cool because the animal is at the center of it. And they're little puppies. And it was a boy and his dog, which is what I wanted from this movie. And then they sure. ripped it away from me. I mean, you kind of got it. But sometimes Blue has to go on and on, on his own. It just hurts because, like, I know if, like, I was in a field and I was like, dogs... Leia, stay with me, my puppy. I love you. She'd just run away. That's what Blue did. I know. Blue Grant, he looked at the cage and said, she, nah. Or she looked at the cage and said, nah, I'm out of here. Yeah. You got me shot. <laughs> Pretty much. Um, but yeah, so like out of the whole like human bit, like the main thing, as Matt said, is focusing on this idea of weaponizing and not only weaponizing but just like using dinosaurs genetic makeup to better like humans for the most part like the main thing is weapons because you see a lot of the vicious animals um but maybe it's just like my my brain from arc i'm like oh you can take this triceratops and it can haul a whole bunch of stuff um like it's a whole black market selling um what are like the rights of dinosaurs like do dinosaurs have rights do they matter um and this is it was really weird because we had just had this really deep conversation on like genetics and de-extinction and all this stuff on our jurassic park episode at the end and so like i was like oh crap we hit this right on the head um but like none of it lands like it makes sense because these are questions that you have and there even comes a point where the bad guy um, tells Claire, like, what's any different? You're exploiting them in cages. That's exactly what I'm doing. And, like, that makes sense. But none of it is executed well. To me, that's all great and Danny. There's only really one ethical question that is actually important in this movie. And one, sadly, we don't actually know why the hell it's in this movie. And apparently it's another one of the parts of this entire franchise that's been the main problems that we talked about was... Apparently, if you read the lore and the backstory, apparently the person that was partnered with John Hammond and why they split up. Yeah. Well, I mean, the other ones are ethical questions, too, but it does no, all lead up to Clone Kid. The only one that really matters is Clone Kid to me. Yeah. Because the other ones, we know what's going to happen. We've seen it before. The, when we talk about the ethical thing, it's basically the Clone Kid because, one, you find out, one, apparently Hammond's partner and them had a fight because apparently his daughter died and he cloned his daughter, which you find out. And then it leads to basically the question of, why are you trying basically she needs to stay and why she shouldn't even be alive yeah. because then they're questioning the dinosaurs lives and basically they have a choice where claire has a chance to release or basically kill him off and she decides to kill him in which the little girl basically says if i have a right to live they have a right to live because essentially we're the same thing yeah 
And that's pretty much the only question that matters because that's pretty much the only thing that's going to matter soon enough to where when we do start bringing back actual animals or when we do start cloning people. Yeah. Or start regenerating a lot of things. And that's all fine. But we literally just find out she's a clone from a really tiny, like, throwaway oh, line. Oh, it is <laughs> Like, one, I still couldn't even figure out. I kept, I was like, I've heard Lockhart, and it kept running around. Lockwood. My, Lockwood. See, I can't even think of the name right. It was like, oh, that sounds very familiar and all this stuff. But I can't even, it couldn't even jumble in me because it's not laid out well at all. Unless, once again, you go read all of the back stuff. Yeah. And this franchise is lacked from that, from a lot of, we're just going to throw a bunch of random names like, even when Dr. Wu comes out, people are like, oh, yeah. But then you're like, you really think about it. He, really, he has a moment in the first movie in what? I, I just really love B.D. Wong, so. I mean, yeah. I mean, I'm not saying he's bad. <laughs> I'm talking like, really, he has a little video in the first movie, and that's basically all we see for him for 20 years, 30 years. Yeah. And then all of a sudden, he's like this big old thing, and people are like, oh, my gosh. And I'm like, really? Like, you had, you had a, a tutorial movie. Like, they're still, like, we don't know what you're doing, and we're supposed to just know. You're just like the scientist hoarding, uh, hoarding genetics and doing stuff and then stealing it and running away at this point. That's pretty much all you do. You show up <laughs> for like 30 seconds, everybody knows you're important, they say your name, everybody goes, oh, but you don't really actually do anything. Yeah. And then much. you leave. Which, unfortunately, is all Jeff Goldblum was in this movie. That's pretty much all they've been in this movie, in this whole entire thing. I know. I actually would have loved... I, I don't know. I feel like Jeff Goldblum and... Or Ian Malcolm and Ian Malcolm's daughter should have been the focus of the new franchise. But that's just me. Also, I also feel like Ian Malcolm is like one of the only people who deserves to be alive out of this entire thing. Because nobody learns their lessons. Sometimes they make stupid decisions. I mean, you see the hunter, the big bad general guy, basically let out the Indomo Raptor because he tranks him for no other reason than I'm going to pull his tooth. I mean, Why? at least for that, like, the dude is, like, a trophy hunter type person. And, like, that's what he did with, like, the other animals. Which made me really sad, and I really needed him to die, and I'm really happy the Indoraptor ate his ass. I get all that, but really? That's what you go with? Like, oh, I'm gonna trank this animal and go walk in the cage. I have no idea what this animal's capable of. Screw yeah. it. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, trophy hunters aren't. You know what you could have done? Left the cage and stuck your hand through the bars and pulled the teeth out if you wanted it that bad. That's true. <laughs> <laughs> it's all about plot, Matt. Sure. Uh, the plot was bad. The humans are bad. Like The only moment that's really cool, like I said, the cool but probably more for that aspect, is that the fact that they let the little that the little girl make the decision that I'm alive and the dinosaur should be too, because that's the very question, and it's a question that we ask, not just necessarily in genetics, but in science in general, to where if we ask about animals, we're glad we go kill them all, and we do whatever, we don't care. But if it benefits the humans, or if we feel something is human, all of a sudden we're going to do whatever we can to keep it alive, whether it's right or wrong. Yeah. I mean, we kind of talked about it on, on our, our last episode, too, like, just talking about the fact that, like, as humans, like, we see ourselves as so much better than everything else, and then we, like, get assigned different values to stuff based on our culture. And then I actually had this conversation at work, because somebody was like, no, they should definitely, if a shark is being bad, they should kill that shark, because it, it's interrupting humans. Like, but humans can stop going to the spot where sharks are and swimming. That, sh that shark doesn't know that that's a thing. You as a human know that that's a thing. Stop doing the thing that gets you eaten by a shark. 
Um, and it was like, like uh, my coworker was just like, no, 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 you have, you know, humans first. I'm like, why? And like, ultimately, like, that's kind of what this all comes down to. And then now it's blurring that line with clone kid. I don't even remember her name. Maisie. Sure. Maisie. Maisie's her name. Don't care. Clone kid. Don't even care about that much. <laughs> there was really no point to that whole thing. It was a cool, it was a nifty scene. But it was only nifty because I really didn't want the dinosaurs to die. Yeah. I don't like watching animals die. That's my thing. I watch really bad horror movies, or re- like, I guess really intense horror movies. It doesn't bother me. But animals, no. There were dinosaurs in it. There's no story. It, I mean, it is what it is. There is an attempt at a story, and that's why it's bad. Yeah. Ultimately. Like, had they just gone full-on Fast and the Furious and given us a crap ton of dinosaurs, I would have been fine. But they actually tried to make a dark, moral-tailed movie. Well, I mean, you kind of have to, because, I mean, literally this entire franchise is basically made off a moral thing. The reason, I mean, Ian Malcolm is chosen, and he is basically a chaos theorist on purpose. Yeah, no, it's I know It's not just that. one of those, like, we happen to make dinosaurs. They literally, the whole thing is built on this cautious tale, almost like this, was it, like a fable type thing? Yeah. Or something? Yeah, no, I, and I know that, and I get that, and, like, I understand that, but I think as this series has progressed, it's gotten so far from that it, that it tries to shoe, shoehorn these big ideas into it where they don't necessarily fit. No, and I think no, it, no, no. Thi- like, this fits way more than anything they did with Jurassic Park 3. Yeah. Which had nothing to do with anything other than I need to save a boy. Yeah. But there were a lot of dinosaurs in it. I don't remember that many dinosaurs. I just remember the dumb thing where I'm going to go, like a duck call out of a raptor bone. And all of a sudden they're going to like, oh, yeah, we BFFs. We'll tap claws and leave. But that's like, to me, that's like a whole bunch more dinosaur centric because you're lost in the dinosaur's land, in the dinosaur's home. And you're having to run from them. But this is this the dinosaurs are center to it. Whereas, like, this, like, I guess it wouldn't have bothered me if it was actually done well. But it wasn't done well. It was random crap. It was the worst version of the Will Ferrell movie with the dinosaurs. Land of the Lost. Yes. Is that what you're calling three? It, worse than that. Jurassic Park three? Yeah. Yeah, I could see that. Yeah. Still, there were a lot of dinosaurs. I, I think the fact that none of this works, like... It may fit more into, like, the mythos of the Jurassic Park franchise, but I think at the end of the day, like, I think they need to come to a point where they just say, we're just going to go balls out and give you a shit ton of dinosaurs. Well, they kind of ruined that, so. Yeah, because they killed all of them. There's basically, like, 20 of them running around California. But it's a, it's a dinosaur world now, Matt. And probably only a few of them even probably made. Yep. Even though I don't know how they do that, per se, since they do, I guess, technically lay eggs and what they mess with. I don't know how much they actually have to mate or if they are actually asexual. I don't know. I know that Indominus... No, no, no. It's not the Indominus. We didn't have time to talk about that in the Jurassic Park episode, but that was one of the things that I wanted that should have been interesting to talk about because they splice with everything. Because some frogs, I believe, still lay eggs and are asexual. Yeah. Well, they talked about them doing that. No, they they talked about them switching. Well, they talked about in the first one, they talked about how they flipped... uh, basically uh genders or sex or whatever because yeah, basically um because basically a lot of reptiles depending on the thing to 
do their population at a certain point, they actually start flipping their sexes so that way they can rebalance their population and keep going. Yeah. So there weren't talk of them doing that per se. And so, but the question was whether they were actually asexual. Because if the dinosaurs are, which I'm assuming they have to be with some of the stuff they're splicing with, only because of how many they get. Yeah, that's true. So, because, I mean, you can't have the part where they flip sex, but then again, it's how many do you have, do you know how many you have, and how long of time period does it happen before you know to, like, flip sex. Yeah. Like, they would have to be around a lot longer than they were around. Well, apparently we do realize they are long because the T-Rex is still alive, and that's what they talk about, like, how is this dinosaur still alive? And they're like, well, look at the people of the 40s where they basically died at day 20, now you lived to 80. Not 40s, but, like, the... The BCE times. Whatever. Shoot, people, people in the I'm... 40s lived past 20 years old, Matt. What, they lived to like, what, 30, 40? No, my dad, my grandpa lived to like 90, and he was born in the 20s. Yeah, you know how many of them are all dead, though? I'm just saying. Just saying. Different. Dying in your 20s in the 1400s or caveman times is different than the 40s and not sure. having vaccines. I don't even take them now. But. <laughs> it's all come full circle. Yeah. Anyways, but no, I just, like, the lifespan's why Rexy's over. Which I think the best thing I've seen is Rexy finally is like, at this point, I'm tired of this shit and I'm running away. Y'all yeah. made, like, y'all, y'all parted me around and I'm finally free to get away from y'all dumb shit. Yeah. So, okay. Uh, what was your favorite, dino- uh, like, dinosaur kill? Because, like, douches getting killed by dinosaurs is the best part of Jurassic World. Jurassic Park World? Franchises? I didn't really particularly care for a lot of them in this movie, honestly. Really? Yeah. Why? I mean, the one at the beginning's pretty cool. And you know it was kind of funny. Because that would, I guess that'd be the best one. But the rest of them weren't really that great to me. The one where he falls off the ladder? He doesn't fall. Oh, no, when it goes chomp. It's one of those they thought he survived, and they realized, and he jumps up and takes him right off the ladder. Which was another dumb thing. They literally opened the gate for some dumb reason. You couldn't just drop something in there. You had to open the gate. Because you have inept people going to go do stuff. I know. I mean... I just really liked watching Mills get torn apart by the the T-Rex, and then the T-Rex getting help from the Carno or whatever. Allosaur? Or Allosaur. Yeah. And yeah. they ate him and ripped him apart. Yeah, I mean, that was cool, but I, I just don't think it was anything, like, spectacular we haven't seen. Yeah. Sadly enough, as much as I don't believe that that assistant deserved to die, she had a spectacular death. Yeah, well, I mean, we don't have... I mean, right now, they well, for one, they're trying to go with these spectacular jump scare type deaths, yeah. which are kind of cool, instead of, like, the cool thing. I mean, you don't have, like, these natural, like, ways of, like, oh... I don't know, I guess not that people made... Little girl getting eaten by compies on the beach. That was actually... That was still <laughs> funny. I, I still, like, really enjoy that one because of how many people don't realize... How many people do not realize that, that they, they literally basically showed, but then didn't show the girl little girl getting ripped apart by compies. Yes. And then later in that movie, they show you somebody else getting ripped apart by compies, so you know oh, that yeah. that's what happened. Yeah, pretty much. <laughs> but no, they, I mean... I don't know. I mean, you see people getting picked off left and right, but they don't have anything. I think said the first movie you had kind of like this whole like killing in like a rational type sense. It seems like. I mean, even the toilet guy that we talk about from that's the classic one. He basically ran scared and went and hid, and it happened to run in a hut that fell over, yeah. and a T Rex happened to be right there. And then it's usually in a chase right there. The raptors were basically hunting. We, that so that's something that I really miss 
like watching the raptors hunt was amazing which they tried really hard to replicate with indoraptor <sighs> and they kept it kept tapping its claw and i was like you have no reason to tap your claw indoraptor well, I know that's what I'm saying. That's why it doesn't it doesn't get me like I'm not that excited to care anymore because it's not a it's not what they have for the Raptors anymore. Even though we already know the basically that's not what they looked like or how they were anyways. But still, you don't have that because it's now just a freaking genetic experiment blended together. So like it just looks weird to me. Yeah. No, I, I can see that. And like and they real they tried really hard to recreate that kitchen scene where they're hiding, and it just it just doesn't work that well. And then you also have a recreation of like the um the the dinosaur blending into the mural mm-hmm. in uh in the museum piece. Like there are just so many pieces of this where they tried really hard to take these old scenes and make them new. Um so my favorite death well I don't know if they actually count as deaths, but I loved the Pachyosaur running through and just knocking everybody over. So that would probably be the best part of this entire movie is the Pachyosaur just hitting every probably horrible human being there is. All all of the people there to, you know, buy these dinosaurs on the black market, you just see this Pachyosaur just run out and just start bumping everybody over. And it was great. And then he runs out. And he's adorable. And then he just like looks and he's like, oh, see you later, and runs off into the woods. He's adorable. Or she's adorable. Just adorable. So yeah, if they are asexual with some of the reptiles or something they mix with, then you could have this whole like Jurassic world depending on how they do with their mating. Yeah. Apparently so apparently there was an after credit scene. I told you to stay. I didn't care. Well we already invested that much, we might as well try to get it all. <laughs> well, Adrian said it was just like a five second shot of the pterodactyls you see flying um, in, at the end that mm-hmm. Owen and Claire see, and they've made it to Las Vegas, and they perch on the Eiffel Tower, and then people start freaking out, and that's, like, it. Well, that was my whole problem with the whole first part. Once we introduced flying animals, why did they just stay on the island? Yeah, that was the one thing I wanted to know. I, I mean, I understand why they would and everything else from, like, bird patterns, but basically, based the way they portray it with all the time... That basically, for one, they had multiple islands, per se, and then that with all the time eclipse, you tell me eventually some of them didn't make it. And then it also shows, too, because, like, in Jurassic World, the first one, they had aviaries just like they did in um, the third Jurassic Park movie. So, like, they weren't in these contained things, but the giant aviary that they have in Jurassic World is all just, like, blown to smithereens in the movie, so it makes no sense. Yeah, I don't know. Plot hole. The whole thing is... A plot hole. Yeah. <laughs> um, bring back Jeff Goldblum and Jeff Goldblum's daughter for a movie, and I'll be in. Um, and just give me more dinosaurs. I don't know. So what was, I guess we said the best part. What was the worst part of the movie for you? Um, that pick one part. <laughs> That first hour just sucks. It's just really boring. Yeah. That's what I was gonna say. Like <laughs> it's it's about as I mean, it's it's up there with like pretty bad first hours. Yeah. Like you can probably slice this movie from what, two hours, ten minutes down to about an hour ten. It's still probably pretty bad, but at least it's a, somewhat exciting. Yeah, like I would have taken that back half of the movie when they're getting transported to when it ends. I would have taken that 
as a whole movie because they actually had it pretty action-packed. Well, that's what I'm saying. Like, at least you had, like, something actually going on. You had dinosaurs. You had, action, I guess, action, per se, and whatnot. Yeah. Um, yeah, that's about it. That's about all I can think of. Um, I mean, are you excited for Jurassic World 3? <laughs> I wasn't that excited for this one and the next one. I it Well, it depends, because we don't know what they're going to do. So are we going to escalate time again? We're basically all of a sudden we're five years in the future, or are we gonna and all of a sudden maybe dinosaur? A dinosaur just like just like a dinosaur apocalypse. Well, that's what I'm saying. Are we talking about like we're gonna start with the day after Ian Malcolm's speech and trial? Are we starting from there? Are we starting like three years later? Are we talking about like they're, they're trying to hunt down the eleven dinosaurs and that's it? Are we talking about are these dinosaurs asexual? Are they done something else? Where they're now actually full fledged? They've integrated into the ecosystem. So depending on where we actually start, I guess, our timeline depends on whether I'm excited and what they're going to do. Yeah, that's true. I'd be all in for, like, uh, Planet of the Apes, but with dinosaurs. Sure. (laughs) Why not? It's better than what we have right now, Matt. Yeah, I don't know. (laughs) What do you want out of the next one? I don't really care, honestly. (laughs) It's not the first one. It's never going to be. And the sad part is, they're all been... Jurassic World, to me, wasn't as bad. And I thought it was a pretty decent movie, especially for the 14-year-old come-off. And I thought they... At least from that movie, I thought they set themselves up to have a pretty decent next few movies. Even though there was parts of that movie that I didn't care for at all. I at least thought they could go somewhere. From here, I have no idea where they're going. I didn't know what the heck they were doing in this movie, and I have no idea, even worse, of where they're going in the next one, which is supposed to be out in 2021. Yeah. I'm in the same boat. I like Jurassic World enough to buy it. Yeah, I like Jurassic World enough to watch it. I think it'd been great, and I think it laid just enough groundwork to where they could have done something with it. Yeah. Um, So let's go to rank it. For me, I'm going to put it right above the third movie. Pretty much. (laughs) So, pretty low, but not the worst. It right really at matter. 50%. I mean, it doesn't really matter. I mean, it basically the first one stands on, like, basically history. Like, on a yeah. basically a platform or something like that, or a podium. A and pedestal. the rest. Yeah, there you go. I guess we'll go with a pedestal, and the rest of them basically just. They're there. I like Lost World. Lost World's still not even that great. Lost World's really good. No, it's not. Yes, it is. No, it is it's not. It's really good. No. Yes. No. Yes. Go back and rewatch that movie. I, I rewatched it like last year when they had all the Jurassic Parks on Netflix. I loved it still. You still have a terrible taste in movies. Whatever, Matt. Anyway, let's hear what Adrian's pitches for Jurassic World's three like he promised you in our last episode hey guys sorry i couldn't be on this record i'm going through um, a move in life is crazy but kate was gracious enough allowed to allow me to um pitch my jurassic world three uh it's gonna be a lot more fun than jurassic world fallen kingdom and we're gonna get into it bear with me i wrote all of this down so i'm gonna be trying to read um my notes while i'm going through it okay so and if you've listened to my um, fast and the furious 9 um aka fast and furious cloud 9 um you can kind of get a gist of where this is going to go we're going to go super ridiculous and it's going to be awesome okay so here we go 
So we open up the movie with some newscasts that are overlaid by Jeff Goldblum's voice, kind of doing his speech from Jurassic Park about life finding a way in chaos theory. So you get um, things like uh, following the release of the rescue dinosaurs in, I don't know where they were, like I don't know the name of where the mansion was, but uh, following the release of the dinosaurs, there have been many reports of incidents involving property damage, collisions, and even deaths. Another newscaster, be advised, don't go outside, keep your pets indoors. Even the omnivorous dinosaurs are dangerous. Um, and then, as it goes, they just kind of get more and more dramatic and kind of like, uh, you know, more... You Kind of like the typical movie newscast recap. Um, Russian dinosaur de-extinction experiment goes wrong. Over 100 dinosaurs were released in Moscow. Another reporter... Dinosaurs appear to be reproducing despite genetic coding. Life is finding a way. Another one. Dinosaurs have overrun the Washington, D.C. area. And then finally, President Trump has encouraged all scientists to join his Space Force program. And then after that one, we end with uh, his line from Jurassic World Fallen Kingdom about dinosaurs being here after us if we're not careful. So then we have a cut to... Something that says 50 years later, and we enter an un, uh, and we kind of zoom in on like an unspecified planet, like this is in our universe, our, our galaxy. But um, we zoom in and we go to a lab, and we have Hobbs, and that's the Rock's character from Fast and the Furious. Bear with me; it, it's all going to make sense. It's all going to make sense. I promise. Uh, he enters into the lab and approaches a cage with a ape in it. Um, so just for reference, like all the characters that are following here are all like the age they are now. Despite the time jump, we can add in some science mumbo jumbo to justify the non-aging like carbon freeze or, you know, somehow Trump managed to do something right. And the space program was successful in shooting us across the universe. Something like that. I don't know. It doesn't matter. It's, it's, it's a movie with dinosaurs in it. So, you know, do we really care too much about the science? Um... So we find out that The Rock is looking at a genetically modified ape named George, who is huge. He's like 15 feet tall at the moment. He's he's big. He looks like him and The Rock have, have seen some stuff together. And that they're buddies, kind of like how we see with uh, Chris Pratt's character in blue. Looks like he might have raised this ape during this, this time that we've, we've been away. Um, and he's... Um, look, looking at the occasion and, and asks, uh, when will my friend be ready to make the trip? And then we cut to a scientist who's played by Gina, to Gina Rodriguez. And she, he, she says, in just a few more weeks, he'll be ready to go. He's responding well to the treatments. He'll be able to handle anything from a raptor to old Rexy herself. Will your team be ready? And then The Rock says, oh, miss, they aren't a team. They're family. And then, boom, we cut to Vin Diesel and Michelle Rodriguez's characters from Fast and the Furious, and they're working on these fancy-ass space-looking muscle cars. And Ludacris's character is giving some like tech mumbo-jumbo about like tracking systems for the dinosaurs and like what they'll be able to do with the cars and X Y Z yada yada yada. And uh, Letty, Michelle Rodriguez's character, asks Dom, "Are we ready for this?" And you know, he in his gross voice, "We better be ready. The whole human race is depending on us. Without the help of George and these cars." I'm not sure humans will ever see the Earth again. Um, and then we cut to a grizzled Chris Pratt from the Jurassic World franchise. And he's looking at a picture of Bryce Howard's character Claire with a bottle in his hands. We kind of 
cut up to him looking in the mirror and he has like this huge gas on his face. He has seen some shit. Whatever happened in between the end of the second movie and now, he is messed up. Uh, has a huge gash on his face. Um, we don't know what did it. Maybe a raptor? Who knows? But we can only assume that um, Claire is dead. And he looks at himself and all he says is, I'm coming for you, Blue. And then we go to a launch sequence. So we have the family from Fast and the Furious, <clears throat> a giant ape, um, which we can only assume comes from Rampage. Um, Chris Pratt and Gina Rodriguez are all settling in for a long flight. Then we cut to like the pilot's chairs and we see Donnie Yen and Gabriel Union doing pre-flight checklists. Um, after a short scene of like some flight stasis, we see George getting bigger over the duration. Uh, so he's going to be huge by the time they get back to earth you know the size that we see him in rampage then you get some flashback memories of what happened to like the various characters over the course of the time that's like led to them getting to that planet that they were on and how you know you know loved ones dying some exposition about like the state of humanity and like how they got there you know what their mission is on earth etc etc um you don't need anything too in depth because if I mean, it's like, do we like really care too much about like the character development? We want to see dinosaurs and stuff. So we cut immediately to um, a. So we cut immediately to um, Donnie Yen and Gabriel Union, you know, vigorously trying to land the ship. Um, uh, after like some, you know, fancy. Um, so after like some fancy flight stuff they land and then they go prep to what we assume is like some fancy helicopter so they're going to be like our pilots of the movie and things like that so we'll get to see them a whole bunch throughout the duration of the movie um we don't know how much time has passed uh for sake of brevity i don't i don't know 30 40 years for them to for them to get there um so they land in what we learn is California and like the environment's totally changed. So whatever humans did to fight the dinosaurs mixed with the dinosaurs being introduced to the ecosystem has just changed everything. So everything's like kind of broken down. There's like this weird like haze thing in the air. So um, after they land and we kind of get like the exposition of like where they're at and kind of things like that. Um, Dom's Vin Diesel's character offers to scout the area and, um, and which we can, based on like broken down buildings and stuff, we can see that we're in Los Angeles. And so we assume that he wants to go see his old home that he rebuilt after it blew up in Furious 7. And if people don't know that, it's not that big a deal. We can just assume that he's trying to go back to like a, to, to like an old family home. So people try to go with him, you know, Letty and um, Hobbs, you know, wants to take George with him and everything like that, but he looks at a picture of Paul Walker's character, Brian O'Connor in a locket, and says he has to do it alone and, you know, he kind of grumbles and wears his muscle shirt off and goes and gets into his space muscle car and races towards that, so he finally gets there to the house, and he goes to inspect it, and while he's doing that, we hear a rumble in the distance, and kind of in the same vein of Jurassic Park 1, there's like a puddle that rumbles and shakes with every, um, what we assume, step. And then, boom! A Spinosaurus rushes from the tree line directly at him, full speed, you know, looking vicious, uh, vicious as ever. And then right before it gets to him, a giant metal fist punches the shit out of the Spinosaurus. 
It's a goddamn transformer. The planet they were on had transformers on them, and they're helping them reclaim the Earth despite all the messed up stuff humans have done to them in the past. Um, so essentially what we have for this movie, and this all happens like in the first like 30 minutes of the movie, so it's pretty straightforward. We get directly into the action. We don't need a whole bunch of um, you know story building because you know this is... We're just getting straight into it. So basically what we have is a mashup of Rampage, Fast and the Furious, Transformers, and Jurassic World all into one movie. Um, so we... You can get, like, all, like, what their mission is, basically. You know, they're just trying to save humanity. So it could be, you know, they're trying to, like, find a science thing to help them, you know, control the dinosaur population. Um... You can do something, you know, that they're just trying to kill all the carnivorous dinosaurs. Doesn't it? Doesn't really matter because what we're gonna get is lots of action. Because from anything from that I've seen from Jurassic World two, is that they they don't care about like the you know the interest like the that homey feel of Jurassic Park one. They're just wanting big, uh, scary action set pieces. So we're gonna give it to them, but we're gonna give it, it them in a way that gives you lots of action, diversity. Dinosaur fights with a giant ape and Transformers. Chris Pratt trying to find the only thing that he loves in the universe, Blue. And then you get some new characters that you can love, like Gabriel Union, Donnie Yen, Gina Rodriguez. Um, we can get Justin Lin to direct it since he knows how to balance um, a bunch of characters in a movie. We've seen that with Fast and the Furious franchise. Um, anything but Michael Bay. Keep him far away from this. Don't let him touch it. And then I think we'll be good. Um, I know it's a ridiculous pitch, but I think it would work a lot better than anything that they were going to get in Jurassic World 3. Because, let's be honest, do we really need to see them fight dinosaurs like in the city? Like, do we really need that? I think they can just fast forward and get us into some real deep and gritty, you know, stuff with action set pieces and some kind of heartfelt moments with characters that we know can pull those moments off really well because we've seen them do them in their previous movies. Um, so that's my pitch. If I could had more time, I think I would like redo all of Jurassic World Fallen World or Fallen Kingdom to kind of play into this a little bit better. But I think it's viable. I think it'd be a lot of fun. Uh, make it two hundred two two and a half hours long. Uh, so you get, you know, two hours or so of them kind of going through them on the planet and them actually interacting with dinosaurs. Um, give you human characters that you just genuinely care about and not worried about, you know, um, if the girl is a clone or not. So that's all I got. Thank you guys for listening to my pitch, and I will see you guys next week. So as of this recording, I don't know what that pitch was, but I'm going to guess it had something to do with Vin Diesel, so I'm all for it. <laughs> sure. At this point, <laughs> he probably wouldn't be far off. It's probably about 50-50. Yeah. So, uh, yeah, so that's pretty much it. Um, what are your closing thoughts? It happened. There was dinosaurs. Uh, people are going to go see it. Dinosaurs. We're going to go see it. Dinosaurs. Dinosaurs. It's dinosaurs. But no, I mean, it is what it is. You're going to go see it. You're either going to enjoy it with the dinosaurs and be like, cool, or you're not. If you're looking for a story or anything, you're not going to get it. There's only the only the only moment outside of like guess the dinosaur parts is literally the little girl pressing thing only because I really feel there's gonna have well maybe not necessarily cloning but that situation arises daily 
and we'll eventually arrive to where we get to that point of with humans and genetics yeah uh, i i mean i think if you didn't like jurassic world the first one don't waste your money going to go see this you're not gonna like it at all if you at least a little bit liked the first jurassic world expect about the same with like less cohesive plot and that's pretty much what you're going into um I don't know. I personally wouldn't, like, I'm not going to recommend you go spend $12 on it. Like, this is a review that we did, so you don't have to go see the movie. Wait for it on Redbox. Yeah. Um, that's kind of where I'm at. But it still has uh, $715 million made right now, so. We'll see what happens the following week. Yeah. Uh, but yeah. So, as always, you can find the podcast at ButWideOPC on Twitter. Make sure you rate, review, and subscribe to us on iTunes or wherever you're listening to us. It helps people find us and really, really helps us out, and we want to hear your feedback. And then you can find me at OhMimithRandier on Twitter. Matt? I was going to say you can find me on Izzle Newbar, but I guess it's all destroyed. Gone. Which is fine. I'll go hang out there because it's probably more interesting... <laughs> than whatever's going on. Yeah, true. 